Hello, my name is PJ Alex, and this is HR Paper Stacks, and we are your hosts for the next arbitrary block of time. Our goal is to entertain, enlighten, and examine all things dope. Each week, we're bringing you breakdowns of the hottest new music, commentary on the newest media from around the web, and the latest news from the world of tech. This is Virtual Dopeness. All day, nigga. Hello listeners, uh, we're back with our music segment and we're going to hop right into it this week. We didn't have any big name releases uh, that we really entirely care about. No shade to G-Unit. Um, <laughs> but uh, We'll get to them eventually, just not this week. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Lloyd Banks because he's always been my favorite member of G-Unit. But anyway, um, so basically we, we, we've got some things going on this week that are kind of like one-off releases, single releases that, that got us all excited. Kanye West uh, has been releasing things slowly. He uh, started out with uh, Only One, which uh, of course is a track about his daughter. Um, and his mom. It, and his mom. It's got lots to do with her too. Yeah, and then uh, in the interviews he talked about his it worked on uh, his grandmother kind of involved with it too. Which is right, dope. Right. Which is really dope. So it makes it super personal. But then he kept the momentum rolling with uh, Wolves, which he debuted at his fashion show and um, some live events that you said uh, HR was in uh, movie theaters. I thought, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was it was for the release of his uh, new shoes, the Yeezy Boosts. Um, I'm pretty sure he he live streamed the. Uh, the fashion show in movie theaters kind of similar to how you can like see concerts or the opera or like orchestra or whatever at yeah. um at movie theaters yeah i'm pretty sure he through, did that um, at some select locations through, yeah through through uh, i think it's fathom events that does yeah, in, the, yeah, in, the, yeah. In, the, in different theaters and that's always really dope but i've always this or i could a, just be making that shit up and none of that actually happened <laughs> but well, I know there was some type of live event done, but I've always been a little sketch on the the Yeezy live events ever since Yeezus, and uh, I think you said it was Black Slave, I mean, New Slave. New Slave. That he Black was, Skinhead. Yeah, that he was uh, showing on the side of buildings, and I went to one of the events in Atlanta, and it was on the gotcha. side of the aquarium, and we ain't seen nothing but cops yelling at us. <laughs> it's like, why are y'all you here? You can do that every day. You ain't got, you ain't got to go out with a bunch of people to see cops yelling at you. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> just step um, out your door. Pretty much, man. But it was just terrible at that point. Like it was, it was like, and then I heard that the it was done in two locations in Atlanta, and it didn't mm-hmm. happen at either one of them. And I was out there standing for like two hours. Right. I got a girl's number though, so I mean it, that that was. Oh, that's totally a win. That that was that was semi win. But he uh, yeah. but anyway, so so he kept it moving with wolves. And then uh, at the Brit Awards, dropped a new track uh, all day. All and day. That is what got me excited. That's what got <laughs> me hyped. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about them just about in that order. So so we gonna get to all day, which we played on the intro. You know what? You know what? Let's not even hold off because all day is just it's there. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on all day? Like, All day, nigga. I don't know. it got me. It got me so excited for this new Kanye project for sure. For sure. Like, as soon as I heard it, I played it like probably five or six or seven times. 
um, as soon as it was available on Amazon, downloaded it, put that on my workout playlist, listen to that every day while I'm lifting. It just like it gets you stupid hype. Um, honestly, one of the, one of the best one of the best comments about it was on Twitter. Um, dude said, "I'm so excited for my next Kanye West concert, but I'm so nervous at the same time because of all day." Like, it's already going to be, like, Paris-level awkward. <laughs> <laughs> because if, you know, if you've ever been to a Kanye West concert, you know there ain't a whole lot of us in there. It's a very racially diverse crowd. Oh, yeah. But, but the lyrics ain't exactly racially diverse. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all the lights all over again. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, there ain't nothing you can do about it, but man, this got me so excited. Like it took the, it took the, the anger and, and energy of Jesus Mm -hmm. and actually put it into something not experimental, which I I like that. That's the same way to put it. I mean, that's how I felt about it. Like, it felt good. Like, it felt like Kanye West music. Like, it mm-hmm. felt, it didn't feel like, I mean, and he went on in, like, the Breakfast Club interview to admit, basically, that Jesus was a temper tantrum. So, as long as he's he's making good music again, I'm super excited. Now he has Paul McCartney to hopefully rein in some of the crazy. Oh, and Paul McCartney, so, there was there was rumors about Paul McCartney, like, executive producing his album or whatever mm-hmm. and like apparently it's come out that Paul McCartney is not executive producing this album but they worked extensively together and already in like the first what three or four releases what I think all but one of them features Paul McCartney on the track mm-hmm. and I just I just think that's amazing like that's like the the most major of cosigns no shade to Jay-Z you know what I'm saying that was a pretty big <laughs> cosign but I don't know man like Paul McCartney like just the the kind of validation that gives you as a as a musician and as an artist because you know Paul McCartney is super well respected uh, throughout the music throughout the music world not just in hip hop Kanye West kind of just he's respected in hip hop there's a lot of people who um, enjoy his music who aren't necessarily like hip hop heads but he's got that stigma of being this Brad and that his music is trash because of his personality and I feel like working with Paul kind of helps alleviate that. It definitely does. I 100% agree. And Paul, I mean, he's a, he's a music icon. So anything pretty much he touches is going to get some level of respect. And I think he's going to go gold. He got the Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, like that, that it's going to go gold. You don't know what that is capable of. I mean, yeah, it's Paul. It's, it's Sir Paul. Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, and he, he definitely has... Got me one to play guitar. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, All Day, Solidify, we just going to rock with All Day. And, and it's going to be a track we're going to hear for a while. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm excited. Yes. Uh, the visuals at the Brit Awards were nuts. Man, I was going to say, like, how many people was on stage? 30 people? It, just it mobbing. Like it. It, it reminded me of... Okay, and this is this is going back. Okay, one of my first concerts was Philly Jam Five, and it was 
<laughs> I'm sorry, just the name of that. Itself. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But I mean, it was during Summer Jam. It was during the same time as Summer Jam and everything else. Um, but it was Philly Jam Five. It was a lesser. It was this like second slot radio station in Philly. It's not. It wasn't Power Ninety Nine. It was the other one that kind of like transitioned. And um, if you haven't guessed it yet, I'm from Philly originally. Living in Atlanta. Hopefully that's not too much. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> don't stalk me. I'm not that cute. <laughs> so you gonna have, you gonna have the entire Twitterverse on your case now. You <laughs> done gave much. him too much. Have you not seen Catfish? Pretty all much. Neve, all Neve needs is one clue, and it's a wrap for you, dog. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> so, but no, nah, I was at Philly Jam 5, and the headliners were, well, the headliner was Ja Rule. We'll, we'll ignore him for right now. <laughs> the Rock came out before him, and it was it was everybody from Philly. It was when Beans was hot. It was when Freeway was hot. And so the, the Rock was there with Beans, Freeway, and um, Beans, Freeway, Memphis, Bleak, Young Gunners, were all who were slated, and there had to so like been, the B like the B squad. It really was, but because they were from Philly and we we had a rapport with them, we was cool with it. Petey Crack, of course, um, it, all, all of State Prop was part of this set. That's who was listed. There that's were, not bad. That's not, like that's like the second that's like the second line of the Dream Team. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like they still gonna be better than everybody else. Exactly. And here was the thing: there were like 30, 40 people on stage. And all of a sudden, during Is That Your Chick, the crowd parted, and Jay came from the back to do his part. Mm-mm. And Jay shut the concert down. <laughs> now, that is what this took me back to. Jay, Jay coming out like that, coming through the center, doing his part, and then he proceeded to do part of the show. Now, what it did was shit on Ja Rule, who came on after, because that was during Ja Rule's crying phase. Right. You, I cry, you cry, we cry, my mama cry, my sister cry, everybody crying in the studio. So <laughs> it shit on him. So half the people were leaving during his set because we was hyped from Jay still. But yeah. <laughs> but that's what this performance reminded, reminded me of. And then they was on the black hoodies with flamethrowers. I'm about to say, Jay didn't have flamethrowers, though. Jay didn't have flamethrowers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart had flames, but... <laughs> Jay, Jay didn't he have had pirate. Now nah, he had pyrotechnic. There you go. He Kanye flame had throwers. motherfucking flamethrowers. Be just going like it was just nuts. gas and, and everything in the air. Like in those flames, look 20, 30 feet in the air. Like it was reckless abandonment, and it looked awesome. Like and Taylor Swift in the crowd just gigging. Her and Kim Kardashian just mobbing. That's where we at right now, 2015, <laughs> where white white girls in the crowd just mobbing. Bruh. And then Taylor, what did I say Taylor's Taylor's dancing looked like? An uh, ant with Tourette's. <laughs> but you know what? I respect it, though. She just moved to the music. If she could find the beat of the music, it'd be even better. But <laughs> Damn it, man. But I'll get off of her because people tend to like her. I, I still don't care for her much. But that's my own personal problem. So, okay, that was all day. We just spent like damn near ten minutes just talking about all day alone. Okay, uh, it was worthy. It was worthy of ten it's minutes. One hundred percent worthy of it. So, what did you think of Only One and Wolves? So, Only One, it's not. It doesn't take me back to like necessarily like a eight oh eight and heartbreaks, but it's definitely kind of the sing songy kind of mm-hmm. introspective Kanye, which I could appreciate from like an artistic standpoint, but. Um, sonically is not really my cup of tea. 
And so, like, if it happens to make the album, I'll probably listen to it the first time through. It's not necessarily a skippable, but it's not necessarily something that's going to, you know, make it off of the computer and onto my uh, iPhone for, like, daily listening. You know what I mean? I feel that. I, I yeah. definitely feel that. It's it's a sentimental track. Jay came out with the one right after Blue Ivy was born, and that was throwaway right. pretty much. So it's not throwaway. There's more to this one, but it's it's not terrible. Um, I, like, I, I, was cool. I understand. I understand the pain of, oh, of yeah. losing losing a mother, and then her not being around to see the kind of heights that he's reached, and to see him finally get married, finally have a child. You know that part of that part of him. Um, but I just I I got I don't care to hear it on the song. Yeah, that's Again. that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, wolves. What did you think of wolves? Because wolves has been kind of. <sighs> Polarizing people. Yeah, I'd say Wolves is definitely the wild card. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. I appreciated the the sound on uh, SNL. It, it's definitely kind of harkens back to the my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy kind of uh, era of Kanye. I think it's dope. I'm I'm pretty excited to to hear that in its totality. I feel like so far we've only heard we've heard snippets and longer and longer snippets of it but not like a full studio production track of it mm-hmm. and i'm interested to see that and also um vic vic mensa that's the that's the the other guy giving audio or giving mm-hmm. um vocals on the track i'm kind of interested to see um what else he's doing on, on this track because i heard him on um chance the rapper's album Mm-hmm. I think he was on he was on Acid Rap, right? He's on Cocoa Butter Kisses. Yeah. And I really enjoyed him there and I'm pretty sure he was rapping there. And so to hear him singing, it's like, you know, he's pretty versatile and I'm I'm assuming that he was on Chance's record, he's on Kanye's record, that he must be a Chicago based uh MC. He, is. he yeah. um I watched the uh him and Chance were really cool and then they got they became friends through um Oh God, I'm gonna screw his name up like Charlemagne screwed his name up. It's like Joey Trombone or something. The no. dude who's, who's <laughs> the the other guy who's in the project, the, the new chant, the new Chance project, and the collective that he's become part of. Mm-hmm. And it was like the dude. It's like it's really like Joey Trombone or like Jimmy Jimmy saxophone or some shit trumpet jimmy trumpet like jimmy saxophone or some shit but he he has played a lot on people's albums he's he's actually done a lot and he ended up in the collective with chance and they actually write and produce for people Uh and they're coming out with their project surf which i'm anticipating i'm excited for but he um he uh he and vic were really good friends and vic was doing his thing and met Chance through this other guy at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. So that's how they became cool. I'm interested because I've heard rumblings of Vic Mensa. Like you hear, I hear rumblings about Vic. Like I heard stuff about Chance before I got to listen to him. So right. I want to give him a shot. And mm-hmm. and this just helped helped it along. Yeah, and I I, I guess I appreciate Kanye like giving another. Chicago up and comer a uh, a platform right he, because he does that though <laughs> this is this is like you know the if if he if he pops on on this track that could be the springboard that pushes Vic Mensa into like the public eye and like kind of really launches his career now no no shade to to Chance or whatever but you know 
people he could be on a chance record all day and nobody's gonna hear it mm-hmm. he hops on a Kanye record everybody hears it exactly exactly yeah. and that's why I'm excited about that um one thing I, that impressed me about the wolves track and it's something that Kanye does like I I, I really appreciate when how Kanye does this he uses people's voices like instruments mm-hmm. and it's really dope how he does it i first the first really good example i saw um besides like okay so take it back to kanye got popular because of his samples his old school sped up samples and that style so he was using people's voices in the music and using those already to to make things happen Mm -hmm. pushing forward he really did it with um all of the lights because he really was using, like, using, bending, changing, adding to, looping, and doing things like that. All the lights, Alicia Keys' voice. He mm-hmm. does it in, in uh, Wolves with uh, Saya's voice. Who That chick is mm-hmm. weird. Like, I, I really think <laughs> somebody said, I don't know if it was you or somebody else that said, that's really somebody else. Oh, yeah. Like, another <laughs> artist. Yeah, I said that was Lady. I said that was Lady Gaga because you never see Lady Gaga and Sai in the same place. <laughs> That's real. That's a hundred percent. Damn. That's just Lady Gaga in a wig, bro. She always covers her face up. She do the same kind of weird shit. She's super talented. Yeah. But she weird. Yeah. And maybe this is how Lady Gaga is dealing with not being as weird on records. Like before the Twitter, before the Twitterverse goes in on me though, just know that I do know that Sai and Lady Gaga aren't actually the same person. I know that Sai is a real person, and she's been photographed, and we know what her face looks like. Oh, you, <laughs> just mean, like, wanna... you mean unlike Sam Smith and Adele? Unlike Sam Smith and Adele, <laughs> which that, the verdict is still out on that one. <laughs> just saying, what like what are the odds that two people from Britain? Go through the same heartache, make an album about it, and then win four Grammys. Come on now, that's a little bit. That's a little bit more than a coincidence, bro. Uh, both about men. Both about men. <laughs> it's a little bit more than a coincidence. There you go. There you go. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tie this up real quick. And the last thing I want to talk about is because we were gonna talk about something else. We're gonna exclude that for right now. Um. <laughs> What are your anticipated albums of 2015? Because 2014 was one of the worst years in rap, period. So, and and I have no shame. Like, J. Cole saved it by days at the end of the right. year. Right. And, okay, and also Run the Jewels 2. Run the Jewels 2 and J. Cole saved it by days. Because uh, 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 Schoolboy was holding it. Schoolboy was the album of the year, in my opinion, for a while there, we I'm, and that's not, but that's big, not saying a whole lot. That's not no, saying a whole lot, and I wasn't a, a big fan of Common's album, so yeah, not and that's that's not saying anything bad about Schoolboy Q, but I mean, you know, Schoolboy Q, he's kind of to me, he's kind of like the Dom Kennedy, or um, I don't know, give me some, give me somebody else. He's like cool to listen to, but he's never like gonna do something super amazing, groundbreaking, something deserving of like an award, like album of the year, that's or right. you know, rap album of the year. I mean, and 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 that's not saying like bad things about Q. Like I love listening to Q. I went to a Q concert here when it was just him, and <laughs> I went I went to that concert by myself 
this dude was like taking breaks because he hadn't been used to performing yet. He was having to sit down in between songs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I respect that because he real. Like that's that's Q. I, I don't expect anything. Like if I ever meet Q in real life and he's different, it's gonna kill me because I expect he seems like the person and he's gonna be genuine in yeah. himself regardless. But so I enjoy his music a lot. And but I don't think I like you said, I don't think he's gonna be the one making groundbreaking nuts music. But so okay. And and the other thing that was up for uh Grammy of the Year, I mean uh rap album of the year, even though the Grammys is bullshit, um rap album of the year was because of the internet and that came out in twenty thirteen, right around Christmas. Right. So yep. that don't even count for twenty fourteen. So That's right. So what, you, um, what are you what are you looking forward to? Uh, well, you know, King Kendrick is dropping an album, uh, probably uh, sometime here in the next couple of weeks. If oh, yeah, uh, his 20- little surprise release, uh, his 20- surprise release picture was uh, accurate, 3rd? the twenty third. Yeah, yeah, the twenty third of March. Uh, untitled. I I don't know if that's the actual. No, uh, I read something about that. Track or the title of the album, or if he's just uh using that for the pre order currently but he's using that for the pre-order i did see like he released a statement or tde released a statement saying no there's an actual title we just ain't putting it up yet okay <laughs> but um so i'm looking forward to that looking forward to kanye's new project um i'm assuming that dom kennedy's got something dropping this summer hopefully because you know dom when the dom kennedy album drops then it's the summertime it's like groundhog's day and uh who else who else who else I don't know. Those are my. Those are probably my big three, right now. Okay. Um. Agreed. Agreed. Kendrick. Agreed. Kanye. I'm looking forward to those. Um. I'm looking forward to Surf, which is the uh, collective that Chance is part of. They're dropping a, a album. It's called the Social Experiment. There it is. I couldn't. I couldn't recall it. The Social Experiment, um, which has a bunch of people, and they already said like the album has a bunch of features that they're not listing. So they they said like Cole might be on a track. Um. Gaga might be on a track. Madonna might be on a track. It's stuff that they just did, and they're putting it out there. Kind of like an unlisted Robert Glasper project, Um, Mm -hmm. but more on the hip-hop angle, and I'm I'm excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to actually Action Bronson's project because Bronson's been, like, rumbling for years. And everybody always tells me to listen to him, and I never have gotten around to actually like <laughs> giving him a solid listen. Give him a solid listen. Like start from start from one train and 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 find stuff because Blue Chips Two was dope, <laughs> and he he has a lot of comedic stuff interlaced with his his broad with it with his with his music, and like uh-huh. he has legit commercials in Blue Chips Two, like. Uh-huh. Taking like he went to YouTube, found a commercial clip that was hilarious, and put it in into his <laughs> chips too. Just it's 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 a good listen. Um, but but um, so one train, of course. But with with Bronson, um, Kanye, of course. I'm hoping cross fingers that that there's some more music from Gambino this year because I heard he's working on stuff. Or he might be quitting making music altogether. You know, well, he one. didn't say he was quitting making music. <laughs> he said he was changing his name. He like, was going to quit rapping. He said he was going to retire Childish Gambino. He was going to retire so, Childish Gambino, but not stop making music. And to me, that means that it's the rise say. of Donald G. Lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, 
I'm hoping something. Maybe he'll he'll maybe he'll do like just leave it all out there. Just throw a bunch of throw a bunch of tracks like, oh, I had these, and now I'm gonna put this out and retire. Child is gonna be no. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. He's, he's <laughs> uh, and I say that because he's like way too methodical, and he like he totally loves to to think about his projects and whether or not they actually come off as polished as the original idea is. That's something different, but he there's always a method to his madness. I feel that. Yeah. And you know what? There's one more project that everybody's counting out that everybody says is going to be trash. And I'm going to give it a solid, hard listen and try to and, and give it all optimistic hope because he has brought me so much entertainment over the years. And that's Ludiversal. Oh, Ludiversal wow. is supposed to be dropping uh, March 31st. Wow. Really? And yeah. He, he that ain't going to get no spins, bro. <laughs> that ain't gonna get no spins. Like for real, somebody needs to get on the horn now and tell them to like push pause on that shit. Well, I mean, he's been pushing pause on it for five years now. <laughs> okay, but I mean, don't release like seriously a week after Kendrick drops. That's not. That's not. The Damn, reason. you made hey, a valid point. Ain't nobody because you know what's gonna happen. Everybody go buy Kendrick's album the first week and then talk about Kendrick's album the second week. Ain't that's nobody right. gonna listen to Ludiversal. Damn, he killed Ludiversal. Cause I already told you, <laughs> I already told you how <laughs> I texted you when I saw the announcement about Kendrick. How far did that push back Ye's album? <laughs> but it's, it's, see, like they're they're big enough that I'm sure that their camps are like, yo, when you dropping? Yo, when you dropping? All right, you get the month of March, you get the month of April or June. Like, but whenever Kanye drops, he's gonna have a month to himself. Oh, I can almost guarantee that. Most definitely. All right, so that takes us out of our music segment. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, take a break real quick and uh, holler at one of our sponsors. And we'll be back in a moment. Hey, bills. This episode of the Virtual Dopeness Podcast is brought to you by Caffeine. The reason you don't kick someone's ass at work every week. Caffeine. Drink up. Sometimes you'll sometimes you'll Welcome back, listeners. Uh, once again, this is PJ, Alex, and HR Paper Stacks. And this week in our media segment, we are going to be covering the docu-series, web series, produced by a company, uh, YouTube channel Noisy, which is an arm of Vice News. Um, they have done a docu-series on Atlanta. And I say the hip hop scene in Atlanta, the trap scene the in Atlanta. Trap scene in Atlanta, more so yes. than anything. Yes, because that is a distinction that I feel like they failed to make. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that to start it off, basically they're they're following the trap scene, the beginnings, the current state, the big artists in the trap scene in Atlanta. And um it's supposed to be a 10 part series right now. I believe they're on episode eight um, was the latest. And um, I don't know the, the release schedule, but I've just been enjoying them. Like I heard about it through um, just cruise and vice. And then it, they were already like four or five episodes in when I, when I realized it was, it was coming on and I just mm-hmm. caught up because each episode is about uh, 13 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Not covering, too bad. Yeah. Not real easy. Watch. Mm-hmm. And um, but very inter- 
entertaining. Um, Super interesting. Like, honestly, they could be half-hour episodes, hour episodes easy, and I'd probably still be watching it. Most definitely. Like, I, I in, the enjoying of the watch is, is the thing. And Vice is good for that, though. Vice, I was so happy when Vice got their deal with HBO to actually do full-length episodes. Mm-hmm. That that is one of the most interesting. Like Vice is really cool to me, and um, they don't have they don't answer anybody for real. They work on their own terms. They have their own funding, so they can say what the hell they want and show what the hell they want, and that has been very impactful. Yeah. So. Um, apparently, showing what they want is showing people cooking crack. Cooking crack, doing coke. Um. It's it's some wild all stuff kind of there. illegal activities. Guns. Extended- Extended clips, Bruh. aka AR-15s, not snitching, <laughs> <laughs> and not snitching, not snitching. So, okay. and then they show all of that, and then they show girls in a strip club in bathing suits. I still hate that. I cannot stand that. I, I really think it's YouTube. I think it's YouTube restrictions. Oh, I know it's YouTube it, restrictions, which is stupid. Like, okay, so crack is okay, but a nipple isn't. The hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather my child see a nipple before seeing how to cook crack. <laughs> that's a good. That's a, that is a very good point. Good grief. That is a very good point. Um. Okay. So basically, it shows the rise of the Atlanta trap scene, and uh, it, it attributes a lot to Gucci Man, who currently is incarcerated. But staying up with the the legend that is Gucci Man is is an interesting thing because you know he is he is himself he gucci is quite a legend gucci is gucci you can't like there are certain rap figures that are them and you can't say anything else but they are them like right odb yeah odb is odb um gucci is gucci Lil b is Lil b um like i mean he got a tattoo he got a tattoo of ice cream cone on his face and i still wouldn't want to fuck with this nigga right like <laughs> if I, I've been in parties where Gucci was there just because I've been in Atlanta so long and 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 I, I'm like I judge myself like do I really want to be here because Gucci's here right <laughs> so I, and and the 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 narrator's like storytelling of the the legend of Gucci May which is literally what it sounds like is like the legend of Gucci May talking yeah. about when he um he was having relations with a girl who set him up what is it three was it three or four armed assailants came in pistol whipped four. him yeah <laughs> gucci got one of their guns blasted off on one of the dudes while fully nude then proceeded to get another girl and finish the night pretty much buried him took threw him in a ditch like <laughs> threw dude in a ditch Said, all right, that's done. I'm good now. Found another girl. Finished the night out. That's, I don't wanna, that's, that's, too, that's too hood for me. That's too real. He took, like, the only person. He beat like, out Tucker Max on that one. Hell. Like, does that shit even happen in Grand Theft Auto? Like, I don't even know <laughs> if you could do some shit that crazy in a video game. Yeah, you really can't. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And like, then, and, and, but the crazy thing is, you know it's true story because... He he um, was arrested and then got off because of self-defense. Yes. And so you know that shit actually happened because there's a court case about it. Exactly. And then uh, Jeezy, he attributes all of it that, 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 uh, to a Jeezy 
Jeezy put it out on the streets that they had ten thousand on it. Was it ten thousand or hundred thousand on his chain? Ten, ten, ten stacks on his chain. Ten stacks to anybody who brought his chain up. And I, I, I tend to believe the story is true, just from some back channel stuff that I've heard because I had, I have some friends who were in music at the time who told me some wild stories about Jeezy, about. Gucci about T.I. about D4L actually because D4L started out as a gang before they went into snap music um it's just some some wild stuff out there and after BMF folded it was just it was it was bedlam like it was everybody for themselves because BMF was like BMF was the government and once the government goes into anarchy then it's all hell from there. Like they, there's been a number of documentary stories and everything on BMF. They go into the story of BMF, um, Black Mafia family. It was a group that came down to Atlanta and was basically running drugs through Atlanta mm-hmm. and pushing and not only running drugs through Atlanta but laundering it through the music industry and the clubs in Atlanta. Right. And um, basically. It's, there's a lot of people who went down for that. Then there's some people who really profited from that. Um, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be assassinated. Um, no, I mean, I mean, if it was in the documentary, you know what I'm saying, you could talk about it. It's not like, oh, you know, unless you know some secrets that, you know, other people don't know. There's people still in control of certain aspects of entertainment today in Atlanta that benefited, profited from BMF mm-hmm. that just didn't get caught up or figured out a way not to get caught up. Right. And I know that for a fact. And I refuse to drop those names because if this gets, if we get as popular as I want us to be, <laughs> then like I said, I don't want to get shot. You don't want to be hung out a window upside down like uh vanilla ice. Right. Um, I have an allergy to bullets. So <laughs> extremely allergic. So, <laughs> But basically, uh, the way things kind of roll, um, they go through BMF, they go through Gucci, and they get to the stars of today. So they get to the um, the I Love McConan, they get to uh, the Migos. I'm going to make a comment about I him love in a McConan. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's just, he's... <sighs> I feel like you, just because, just because you have a, a, a beat... And a melody that does not make it a song, that does not make it music. But for whatever reason, I love Baconan is this new space aged artist. And I don't know if it's just because like white people fuck with him because he does shrooms or whatever. But outside of Tuesday, I can't I can't really mess with him. When I heard him singing in the studios when I lost lost points. <laughs> they have that raw audio on him for yes. part of it. And it was just atrocious. Like, I was like, that sounds like me in the damn shower. Oh, I was like, yo, I need to go and record, an, a, record a track tonight. Exactly. If that's the type of stuff I can do. It just makes some shit up. Two, exactly. heads, two heads on a cigarillo. I can make some <laughs> shit up like that. And get signed? Man. And and make money. Like, at least give me 17. Give me, give me, nah, I don't even want 17.5 a show. Give me, 
give me ten, give me ten five a show. I'll do. I'll go cheap, and let me do ten five a show. I'm gonna do like ten shows. So hundred stacks. We gonna take some taxes out for that. I'm good with that. Right. I'm good. Let's say I end up with seventy five k. Seventy five k for a month's work. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm do good. every. I'm gonna do everybody's homecoming. Everybody's. Everybody's. <laughs> everybody's uh. <laughs> everybody's uh club showing. I'm gonna do everybody's grand opening. I'm gonna whatever you need. I'll do it. Ten five. A show. And I'm gonna get a couple walkthroughs in there too. <laughs> I'm gonna perform at the mall. I don't care. <laughs> you ain't gotta pay me that much. Man, so I, I just a hundred percent. Um, Migos was interesting. You can tell they live um, a very, very trap hood lifestyle. Um, and it just, it just, yep. It's hard to believe that's how they live. Migos just uses just, just they just seem so, so trapped, so hood. In a nice neighborhood like that, their their little house, it was it was a lot to Honestly, digest. It was a little bit. It was a little bit depressing seeing um, some of the guys who, like, clearly they're successful. Like they had a lot of money, purchasing jewelry and a nice house. Like they, you know, what I'm saying they kind of quote unquote moved out the hood. But then you could tell by the people that they still had around themselves that either they couldn't separate from those those people and those that like lifestyle, or they didn't want to. And either way, I, I just kind of felt bad because, like, yo, there's, like, three dudes, three or four dudes in here, like, you know, including a producer who's, like, actually, like, putting in a lot of work. Like, say what you will about Migos and whether or not you think they're talented. Like, it takes work to, to produce something like that regardless, right? You mm-hmm. can be saying gibberish on the track. To record it, mix it, master it, all that stuff, that shit takes work. And then you got, like, 30 other niggas who are just, like... Hanging out, sitting around doing nothing, and I'm like, for real? Like y'all ain't gonna try and like do nothing with y'all lives? Y'all just gonna be? I'm gonna just ride this nigga's coattails for the rest of my life. That's my that's my life plan. Exactly. So it's 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 difficult. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, you get that perspective. Now, they have some interesting perspective on Young Thug. They have some interesting perspective on Young Scooter. They have some interesting perspective on um. Rich Homie Quan, which I appreciate it. I have a better appreciation for Rich Homie Quan than I did before. Me too. Um, I, I have. I feel like they've missed something by it, and they could. This could be coming. They they haven't talked to K Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, which I believe K Camp is like kind of next up. He's big in Atlanta, but um, and but he he did one song and went like pretty pretty nationwide. So yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, so I feel like he's he isn't in here. They talked to two chains, which is dope. Um, but I want you, I want everybody to go out and experience this because, like I said, like we said, it doesn't take up that much time, and right. it's very fun to watch. Watch a watch a couple episodes, and after a couple episodes, you'll know whether or not you want to get into it or not. I, oh, I yeah. feel like a majority of people are going to want to see the rest of it, but if not, you just not like you invested a whole lot of time getting through two episodes, probably less than twenty minutes. Exactly. So it, it's it's. It's definitely worth worth checking out. Um, interesting. Last my last interesting point. They haven't made any mention of Ti. I think that's. On, I kind of think that's on purpose because I feel like I he too. maybe started out as 
a trap artist. I'm not really sure if the music that he makes now could fall into that category. Kind of. Well, you know my you know my thoughts on Ti. Ti only talk about five topics for me. <laughs> uh, Honestly, he's made all his albums and he talks about five that? topics. His yep. homie dying. Um, okay. Sex, yep. Selling drugs. Going okay. to jail. Most. Damn, that is a trap album. <laughs> well, I, I stand corrected. Maybe they need to go talk to Ti. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause that's all Ti has ever talked about. Yeah, he hasn't really said and too much more. And he makes the same, he makes the same album over and over again, expecting different results. Now, with that being said, he has an amazing yes. flow. His delivery is ridiculous. Like, if I, I feel like he's he's able to do that. Um, he also can't write for other mm-hmm. people. Um, cause he wrote a verse on press play for Diddy. He may have wrote the whole song, but I know he at least had a verse. And the way T.I. rhymes, you have to have a southern accent. So hearing Diddy with a southern accent right. was a fail. But anyway, so that, that's getting too far off the point. Um, so they don't they haven't talked to T.I. And I feel like as much as he talks about trap and trapping and as many people who in Atlanta say that he actually didn't do it. Long story. Uh I feel like it's interesting they didn't talk to him. And uh, I feel like it's interesting that they're only examining trap music, but branded Mm -hmm. as Atlanta. Because there's a lot of it. The Atlanta music scene is far and vast. Very diverse. So that's interesting. I think they they needed to to mention that in the first Try to explain that a little bit better. Yeah, because people, one of the main things that when I first got to Atlanta, I would always say, oh, well, Atlanta's only crunk music and then get cussed out by six people from Atlanta about organized noise and outcast and Usher. And so that that's interesting. So with that all being said, go watch it. Make a determination for yourself. It's, it's on YouTube. Look up Noisy. And it'll be, they have a whole playlist that's just Atlanta. So you could just sit there and watch them back to back. We love to make great products that really enrich people's lives. We love to integrate hardware, software, and services seamlessly. We love to make technology more personal and allow our users to do things that they could never have imagined. We've been working incredibly hard for a long time on an entirely new product. And we believe this product will redefine what people expect from its category. And that was a piece from the Apple keynote where they announced the long-awaited Apple Watch coming early 2015. So while we're recording this episode, it's actually the Sunday before the big Apple event, and we're anticipating them to give a official launch date for the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've also been purview to some rumors <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, surrounding what also might be announced uh, in the Apple Apple event tomorrow. Um, Got some inside scoop. A little bit, a little bit. I think by accident. I think I made somebody <laughs> <F> up. <laughs> so, okay. So the Apple Watch. 
Apple Watch has been long coming. Uh, Samsung, another co- a bunch of other company, companies. Um, Pebble um, has done a Kickstarter. They're, this has been a long time coming because the watch experience has been a long time coming. Like people have wanted a smart watch mm-hmm. um, to match up with their smartphone and their smart every goddamn thing else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so originally on announcement of the Apple Watch, I got I was semi excited because okay, full 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 view. I don't wear watches that often, mm-hmm. um, but I know a lot of people who do. Right, um, both men and women, and watches have become a status symbol. Like Definitely, you walk out with a tag here, you're a step above everybody with a swatch. Yep. you walk out with a uh, Breitling, people know, people respect you. You walk out with a fake Breitling, people respect you because if you get a good fake one, <laughs> my homie, my homie got a fake Breitling, bro. <laughs> Well, now you just put him on blast, so now everybody with a bright link that you know is everybody's gonna be scrutinizing their watch a little bit more closely. Well, he had it some years ago, so I don't know if and and Breitling, Breitling you know he still was got it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and people are even people are even like pros is spotting fake Rolexes now. Like, right? Everybody knows Rolex don't tick nor talk. <laughs> no dancing. <laughs> so. So were you excited about the Apple Watch? So ever since the uh, kind of emergent of the the smartwatch, I, th- I don't know if Samsung was necessarily the first one to have a smartwatch. I think probably Pebble was the first uh, modern day smartwatch. But ever since uh, the Samsung, the original Samsung Gear kind of uh, was released, I thought it was really cool. It was kind of everything that you had dreamed of in terms of uh, like a Power Rangers communicator plus James Bond being able to take pictures with his with his with his watch and stuff like that. All of that was like actually coming to fruition. But then in in reality, in actual like use, the batteries don't last very long. The user interface is terrible for because they're trying to take like a basically a phone OS and pair it down to I don't even know like what one inch one and a half inch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like to date, nothing has really been compelling enough to make a watch like a, a must have, um, accessory. And I kind of felt the same way about the iPad when it originally launched, right? Like it wasn't, there wasn't anything compelling enough to make me say, I need this stretched out iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. that being said, I had kind of high hopes for the Apple watch and what they would, what they would introduce. I've kind of believed in Apple's uh, design team that they would be able to take the incredible experience that we have in iOS and apply it to the smaller form factor. And while I think that the Apple Watch looks great aesthetically, um, like from a hardware standpoint, the OS, I feel like it's probably going to be a failure unless, unless they announce some major redesigns from the first time they announced it. Um, most importantly, the the home screen, that scrolling mess of tiny little bubbles. To me, there's no way that that's actually going to function properly. I actually agree with that, especially since I'm somebody with a bigger finger. Like um, people with with small fingers 
have the advantage in that one. But mm-hmm. the majority look at look at the majority of the world. Look at the majority of Americans are <laughs> larger people and have adult sized hands. Right. And when you're trying to like people screw up enough and fat finger everything with a damn iPhone or a, a iPhone six. Mm-hmm. You really think they're going to be able to to aim at a at perfectly on a on a iPhone i screen that's an inch and a half? And, Not so much. And I also don't really understand what the purpose of all of those. Definitely a companion device. Um, I don't think anybody expects a quote unquote smartwatch to uh, be a substitute for a traditional smartphone. Um, and so I don't need like a YouTube app. I don't need a photos app. Exactly. I don't need, um, I think they have a Twitter app for, uh, for, uh, Apple watch. I feel like I don't need those types of applications. What I need is, uh, notifications from those apps. Um, and so if I, if I get a message from Twitter to notify me on my wrist, um, I feel like that would be cool. Like that would pretty much eliminate all kind of missed notifications. And, and maybe, um, like using dictation and uh, mm-hmm. voice to respond to those notifications, but that's it, really. It's just it's basically interacting with notifications and telling me the time. And if it if it can do that well, then they have a winner. Uh, if they can't do that well, then epic fail. I and I agree with that. And the only thing I would add to your to your comments is um, I want to be able to control my media player. Mm-hmm. Like if I can if I can look through my iTunes or look through my um, I'm trying to get into more using uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. but if I can look through those those from my phone without having to take my phone out, then that adds to the advantage. But I really don't need any more than that. Right. And and I don't think anybody's going to want to be in their their watch like people are already face down in their phone enough. Mm hmm. I really don't believe that they need to be. They're going to. That I don't believe they're going to be face down in their watch. Now, uh, some of the cool features with biometrics and by biometrics, I mean body, st- st- uh, body stats. Um, I think that's health, cool. Health tracking and fitness tracking. Health how tracking. How many calories you burned? How far you ran? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that kind of leads us into the bigger discussion of wearable tech. So, mm-hmm. I already said I don't wear a watch often, but I wear my Fitbit constantly, mm-hmm. and I wear I wear that because I want it to calculate everything. It's interactive with me. So, one of the things that I had dreamed up in college um, that people had talked to me about was a wearable glucose meter mm-hmm. that could take your your blood sugar at any time for people who are diabetics. Um, People so the and a wearable wearable heart, heart monitor because I had a roommate in college and um, I ain't gonna put out his name or anything but he had a heart condition mm-hmm. where he would have to strap on a device it would take EKG readings basically from his heart and then hmm. he would plug it into a phone line and it would send it to his doctor. Hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that's super antiquated and we could just have something on his watch that could pretty much monitor his heart the entire mm-hmm. time or anybody's heart for heart patients, for people with pacemakers, all that stuff and could alert somebody for trouble mm-hmm. off rip. Now I already hear 
the conspiracy theorists on the internet. But it's got to be a four hundred dollars. Slander my life with the Big Brother talk, but I, I feel like that that in a health health emergency situation could be an amazing tool. So I believe this is a step in the right direction. So but a three hundred fifty dollar life alert though. <laughs> really, a, just real talk, like a, a three hundred fifty dollar life alert. I mean, but with more features, with, with extra features, exactly. <laughs> so I think that would be cool. And then I, I, a lot of times, I think wearable tech is is the future. Point uh, point blank. I do too. I do too. Like, and I, I feel like Google Glass and uh, Microsoft's Hololens is cool. I'm not exactly sure if that has a an actual use. Um, yet, yeah, just because it's so, it would be so far out there, and it looks weird. Whereas a watch kind of fits with everyday attire; it's like kind of inconspicuous. You don't know if it's a smart watch or just a regular watch. Um, but I think with that, the major thing that's going to have to happen in order for wearable tech to really take off is for the battery life to get better, right? Like, yeah, wearable yeah. tech is only is only good when you can actually wear it. And if I have to take it off even before the end of the day, then that's kind of a fail. Like, if I have to charge it once a day, it's not as bad. Really, I feel like smart smart watches will really take off once they get multi-day battery life. And I know the Pebble already does that, but I feel like once Apple and, and Google can produce something that interacts natively with those operating systems to where I can get, like, full functionality and multi-day battery life, I feel like that's when we'll really see things really take off. I 100% agree. And the thing is, I just, I have this dream. Yeah, this is my dreaming moment. I have a dream. <laughs> um, that one day. Uh, <laughs> Googles and iOS phones will come together. Exactly. And they will be able to play nicely in the garden of technology. No, um, no, really. My, my dream is to have, and this may be because I am a first person shooter game connoisseur Mm -hmm. like i want to have the heads up display for my life Hmm. like i want to have the google glass but heads up display like no it doesn't have to display my health in the bottom (laughs) left hand corner but that would Um, be that would be useful and a little bit creepy it would be like if i can monitor my heart i that's cool if i could like during my workout if i could have a heads up display with my heart rate and my uh, glucose level and something else all in front of me. Mm-hmm. I level like I don't have to look at anything. That would be super dope. Because, I mean, it's already like we have the heart monitors the, that go around your chest that communicate with a watch for, that uh, are made by like Polar and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But and Ar- Under Armour got into it. But if that information was relayed and I could just look at it, it was in front of me and didn't obstruct my vision. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so dope if I could just look at directions and it flash up like in my peripheral. OK, you're going to be making the next left. Right. That, that's that's awesome. Like that. That's where I think this is going. And I think that's where this I want this to go. Put it in a contact lens. Exactly. Contact lens. And I think they did have something like that. But and the, the Google Glass was a step in that direction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, I, and and so I'm excited that those things exist because they're the precursors to the things that we actually want. Exactly. So I mean, it, there's always steps. You gotta you gotta have steps to get to 
get to the top to where you want to be. Right. So Steve um, Steve Jobs had had the idea for the iPad back when the Apple II was being oh, released. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't. You can't just jump from the Apple II to an iPad, but that doesn't mean that you that the dreams don't exist at that point. Well, wait a minute. They tried something too. Wasn't it called like the Lisa or something? Off after um his 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 wife or something. Oh wow! Or, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, there was something like the Lisa, and it was like tablet format, but it was horribly heavy it was big as crap and it failed miserably <laughs> um it was around the time that apple fired him like, it was called i believe it was called the lisa um the lisa is not the lisa is just a regular um apple computer but it did okay. sell poorly yeah there was an i swear there was another one maybe i'm maybe i'm uh, i'll find it at some point <laughs> But um, let it, hit us up on Twitter and let us know what PJ Alex is talking about. Definitely, I, I appreciate that. Somebody correct me. Somebody's got to find out what the name of the internet. Is. The internet will find uh, it for us. The internet, because the internet. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So the other rumor I heard, um, just to, to to move this along, the other rumor I heard, kind of by accident, I was in a I was in a uh, electronic store, um. And this electronic store, there was an employee of Apple mm-hmm. who was standing next to me while I was making a purchase. And I was looking at the the uh, MacBook Pros. And she said, hey, why do you guys have two another one of the store employees? She wasn't a uh, store employee, but she was an Apple employee. She even had the like sweatshirt on and everything. Mm. Um, I hope she don't get fired because she definitely had a kid too. But... Um, <laughs> She was like, oh, these posters are out early. And I looked at the poster, and it was a poster raving about the MacBook Air. Hmm. And she was like, aren't these out three days early? And I was Uh-oh. like, oh, really? And she was like, oh, well. And then she started backpedaling. <laughs> tremendously backpedaling. And she was one of their support people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was backpedaling. Oh, well, they don't tell me anything, and they don't, they don't let me know anything. So it is a possibility speculating and we'll see because this is going to launch after the announcement. This, this podcast is going to go up after the announcement. Um, if I was right, y'all can, y'all can check me um, that there could be new MacBook Air better battery life and um, stronger processing power. Retina display. I hope retina display the new, the MacBooks with the retina display are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was I was looking at the website on one of those <laughs> virtualdopeness.com. I was looking at the website on one of those and bro, I was like, "Damn, there's an imperfection right there." Oh, now. man. Let me go fix right. it. <laughs> Cuz when you in when you in super high def, you know, say so everything got to be pixel perfect. Real talk. So yeah, we'll we'll see we'll <laughs> see whether or not that uh that rumor comes to fruition. Exactly. So that uh, that'll be interesting. Um <laughs> feel like this is our first step toward uh tech journalism. <laughs> <laughs> it all starts with making shit up. <laughs> Speculations. There you go. So uh I think that does it for tech news for this week. Um I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks again for listening to Virtual Dopeness episode two. How now Brown Cow. So now we invite you to give us some feedback. We, we really want to hear from you. Uh, virtualdopeness.com you can leave a comment you can reach us at 
Virtual Dopeness on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and soon we hope to be in Stitcher and iTunes. As always, be virtual and live dope.